Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. <laughs> Another solid, tight intro that we are known for. We are famously good at intros. Danny and I raced to the finish line for that one. We love getting it in, and we love getting it in at the same time. <laughs> we did. It was a double penetration uh, insert <gasps> of our names. Ooh, love that. Wow. Well, welcome to the final episode of season 21. I must call it 22. And it's uh, Allie's turn to read, and we just stumbled upon that this is the finale, and she's putting the alley in finale. And the fact that it's taken us 21 seasons to get there, and there's <laughs> certainly been at least 10 seasons where I brought us home. I mean, Danny said, this is why we keep doing it, because the wealth of jokes are endless, yep. and we learn something every time we record is really the takeaway. <laughs> We're growers and showers. Here <laughs> we are. The more you know. We can't walk away from a project when there's this many, like, mediocre three-level wordplay to make. Mediocre stones to unturn. And that's why we're dedicated to our craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Always. We're going to stop at season 12, and then we're like, you know what? There seems like there's something with this final episode that we still have not nailed. So I have this feeling. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Well, we're here, and what a ride it's been so far. So this is uh, so exciting. What an amazing crossover that we've been in the thick of. But before mm -hmm. we get into the blowdown and kind of bring this puppy home, we have got some fun listener emails, voicemails, et cetera, to get through. So shall we? Yes. I think you should tee this one up because this is a celebrity sighting, <laughs> which we talked about a couple episodes ago. We did. So this is part two to the celebrity <laughs> sighting of moi <laughs> in my neighborhood at the Renegade Craft Fair. Celebrity sighting. It's a lot. No, just kidding. Celebrity Lefevre-Brady sighting. Anyway, it doesn't work like finale. Yeah. Keep going. I think it's close, though. <laughs> it felt like it was gonna, yeah. Let's workshop it, Danny. Okay, so we mentioned Megan. I ran into Megan and Katie at the craft fair, and she recognized what I thought was me through my mask due to my eyebrows, but joke's on me. She recognized my husband, Matt. <gasps> Who is a beautiful person. Yeah. Easy to recognize. He's a, she's a little star, and he was so excited that I told him that, that she actually recognized him, and he felt really cool. So... Really, all credit goes to Matt Lefevre for being just so damn adorable. And he led her to me, which is very fun. <laughs> so Megan emailed us and they wanted to clarify how they recognized mm -hmm. us in the crowd. And so it was due to Matt. 
And then we had mentioned that they talked about a book club and I didn't really understand the, the parameters of what that was. And basically, um, Megan and Katie, the other individual that we ran into and that also listens to the pod, they did fanfic swaps with each other and they would get into discussions. And so, uh, you know, Dramione, Dreary, et cetera, et cetera. And they called it their book club. And it was really just their incognito way to talk about their fanfic <laughs> obsession. Oh. Been there, oh, done that. <laughs> been down that dark road. <laughs> I've been down that hyperfixation. <laughs> Yikes. <For sure. laughs> and then the other thing they wanted to mention is that their maiden name is Rush. Yeah, so that's a, a little bond for you, Linz. Cousin. Cousin Megan. Oh my gosh. We've DM'd before. Megan, <laughs> we've DM'd before and we've been at the same family barbecue. I'm just kidding, <laughs> not that <high> <laughs> I, I love that. So, Allie, <laughs> Megan, you ran into her. You talked about the pod. You talked about stuff. Megan emailed us back. Now this is her correspondence. Yes. Okay, so we'll be following up with an update on what Megan says about this introduction <laughs> in the coming yes. weeks. Basically, this is a nine-week delayed bean bell situation. <laughs> Every three weeks, we will give you an update as to <laughs> Megan's response. It's like in the old email days when you'd respond and there'd be like an R-E, 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 R-E at the yeah. top. Like, this is just going back and forth so much. Uh, Regarding uh, your email, regarding my intro, regarding your reply. That'll be great. Megan, hi. That's so cute. I love it. Fanfic club. Okay, the second thing we have to mention is one of our listeners wrote in. So I think it was the it was the first episode this season where we were all talking about our 21st birthdays and I mentioned that mine involved uh, the pro bowler I used to date. Well, they sent in a really <laughs> hilarious voicemail that we're going to play at the end. But basically, when they heard pro bowler, they thought I meant pro football player, like a pro, pro someone super who's in a bowler, pro bowl, right? Like a super Played bowler. Played in a yeah. pro bowl. Played in yeah. a pro bowl. Um, no, no, no. So um, you will hear that hilarious voicemail. They're very giggly. The laughter is the best. Yeah, the best part. Very giggly when they realize, um, no, I meant bowling alley, bowler. So <laughs> that was from Jen. So you'll hear that at the end of the podcast. And then- do you guys want to take? I'll take one. So we got another. <laughs> we're just letting you roll. I don't know. And then I got an email from a good friend of mine that I just think I want to share. <laughs> this finale is going to be 98% Allie. I hope so. <laughs> it's, uh, we got another email that was a really fun love story story about their real life and the pod. And basically the gist, which this I'm sure this has happened to other people. <laughs> that these two went on a dating app date, right? Was it Bumble Hinge? Mm-hmm. And they started talking about nerdy things. They say like Stargate, Star Wars, Firefly, and of course Harry Potter. And half a bottle of wine in, the person you emailed started telling the person they were on a date with about, it was formerly you know called Potterotica back then, and talking about the Snape and Hermione season one and blah, blah, blah. Cut to she gets ghosted. Which, I mean, Potteratica, we could we could blame Snape and all of his erogenous yeah. sounds. Yeah, I think that's his fault. So she was like, it was an amazing date. He says he wants to see me again. Two weeks later, I've been absolutely ghosted. And Potteratica is to blame. Well, the happy ending is that a year and a half ago, he super liked her on Hinge. And then yada, yada, yada. Now they live together and have been dating over a year and plan to get married at some point. And they listen to Fangasm together on road trips. 
That mm. is mm. a love story. That's basically a plot for a fic we should read. And that's why we rebranded because we were finding <laughs> we did all the we did all the consumer testing. Potterotica <laughs> was not getting as many marriages as we wanted. Yep. Rebrand to Fangasm, Marriage City. <laughs> if you're not married by the time you make it to season 19, your money back. <laughs> then we will rebrand again. Oh, and this is also Jen. This is another Jen, not the same as voicemail Jen. And the PS is, I think, my favorite part. She says, I'm re-listening to season four, and Lindsay said something along the lines of, if the pod ever ends, I have to stay friends with Danny because if he and Marco get married, I need to go to their wedding. I'm sure this was us talking about one of your Halloween parties or parties. And she says, wow, y'all, congrats to Danny and Marco, and congrats to Lindsay for making it to their awesome wedding. <laughs> I do... Uh, keep sharing all of the press that Marco and Danny are getting about their wedding and being like, I was there. I was there in person with these beautiful people. The most important takeaway is not that they were there. It's that I was there as the witness. Right. And let's not forget that in an image in peoplemagazine.com, there is Caleb's shoulder. And so that's that's famous. It's <laughs> a pretty big deal. His shoulder uh, made it in. Hot or not. <laughs> Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> They also have chips that are only. <gasps> well, there's something about chips and shoulders. You love chips. He has a shoulder. You're the chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Aww. That is cute. My best friend and, and best man Gabe is like just not in any of the press. And <laughs> <laughs> I so like I think like People magazine, when they, you know, there's like nothing else to write about, which is not true, wrote about it. You know, he's like, I'm in it. <laughs> Finally, I got the wide angle shot. Oh, good. You guys, do you think someone has gotten a tattoo of a potato chip on their shoulder? I'm Googling it now. I wonder. I feel like we found a Dorito tattoo one time. But I mean like the chip on your shoulder, like a literal. Yeah. Oh, it was a Dorito on your shoulder? I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I thought there was a Dorito on someone's shoulder. Lindsay. Oh, oh, there is a potato chip on this guy's shoulder. Cowboys cornerback, Anthony Brown, literally has a chip on his shoulder. Cool. Hero. <gasps> Someone has a little um, chip from Beauty and the Beast on their shoulder. Mm. I still prefer the Dorito. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think there's one more thing, right? Dan, do you want to do our last little update? The last one is just a wonderful string of words. Um, we got a voicemail from a listener that did a Phantom of the Cockra song parody. <laughs> so buckle up, light your candelabra, and grab a boat. And enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, so both the voicemails will be at the end of the episode. We'll play that at the end. Yes. I have thought, like, could we ever do, like, any musicals fan fiction? Like, yeah. you know, steam up a little, you know, Rent plus. Yeah, anything. Les Miserables. Book of Mormon. <laughs> Wicked. Les Mis. Dicked. Yeah, can we do, do like a Roger Glinda. Like that. Something. Elder Cunningham. <laughs> I love musicals. I would love that. I think it'd be a, a hoot. Yeah. Book of Mormon would be really funny to do. Guys, I'm just realizing that phantom should have been spelled with an F-A-N for fans and fangasm. Mm. Phantom mm. of the Cockra. Anyway, I can't I can't wait for you guys to hear that. It sounded like an edit. I'm just having fun. I love, I love, what, I love when wow. you guys send us stuff. You blew it. <laughs> So everyone listen in disappointment uh, to the final song. <laughs> this song's fantastic, but title needs work. <laughs> fantastic spelled P-H-A-N. Yeah, just do some flips. Oh. Okay, but so we love hearing from you guys. We love 
your stories and your experiences with the pod and your songs and your everything. So keep sending them in. We love them. While this is the last episode of season 21, this is a great time to send in stuff too, because then we can curate it, you know, as we Mm -hmm. head into season 22. Mm -hmm. So um, just because you're not hearing us doesn't mean we don't want to be hearing you. Nicely put. Who can blow us down? I can blow us down. Do it. Great. Okay. So we entered two different <laughs> fandoms uh, last episode. I have to admit, I'm like, I have no idea what <laughs> happened last. Is it Yasker? <laughs> Just kidding. I should be the most well-versed on the blowdowns because I listen to the edits, but sometimes yeah. I don't even remember what I listened to. I remember the second half because we loved that pairing and they were at a party. First half was our bearded gods, That's our right. bearded wizards. We had Gandong the Grey and Saramone. And they tangled those beards right up, and we had a sexy romp in Rivendell. And yeah, I wouldn't say enemies to lovers, but it seemed like they rekindled some deep longing and connection they had, and they spooned their way to sleep. And then that black cloth took right off and hightailed it over to the Marvel Universe, where we met Wanda and Loki and the rest of the Avengers at a party with Spin the Bottle. And really the story, it really centered around Wanda and Loki and they had a little smooch during Spin the Bottle and there was some flirtation and then Loki was going to walk her home, but they were going to have a little nightcap, but all the bars were closed. So they went to go get an ice cream cap instead. So they broke into a Baskin Robbins for 69 <laughs> flavors. Because in this universe, the ice cream shops stay open later than the bars, which is nice. You know, at this age, I'd probably prefer that. Yeah. One time I was working in New York and I like had a really late night at the office, which like doesn't happen so often, but I like needed the payoff. And so I went to a bodega and I got cheesecake for myself <laughs> because I love cheesecake. And my friends were like, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. So Late night cheesecake? Yeah, like 2 a.m. sad cheesecake to eat alone in your hotel room. Emotional support cheesecake. <laughs> it was all I needed. It is really sad. So maybe they went to like a bodega. Do you like a kind of a plain cheesecake or are you more of like an elevated cheesecake? Do you want some fruit in your cheesecake or some chocolate? Maybe peanut butter. This one was like a tuna tartare cheesecake from a bodega. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah, you love when you mix a fish or a chicken with uh, the rest of your food. You love a seafood salad. Yeah. (laughs) Delicious. I'm I'm any kind of cheesecake. I'm by cheesecake. Mm. I'm pan cheesecake. (laughs) I like cheesecake from a pan. (laughs) Uh, If we have not said this enough, Barbara, who wrote this story, what a wild adventure ride. So we fun. cannot wait to see how this is going to end. Where is the black cloth going to blow to next? Who's going to blow who because of the black cloth? It's the best. So finale. Do you think we should make any predictions? Do we think that we're going to end in this fandom? Are we going to circle back to any of the couples? I think we're going to end with Draco and Hermione. Okay. To like tie the story back. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange maybe is going to somehow get the black cloth again. Okay. You know how the Marvel, like the Marvel intro is like the comic book flip Mm -hmm. of, you know, like a Captain America with his shield, like all that. Yeah. Like I hope that we get, (laughs) I want staccato, just every other couple that is banged because of the black cloth, you know. (laughs) And then the black cloth is like in the L in Marvel. Frodo and Eeyore. (laughs) Like I want it to just absolute fly through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh all four of them no relation (laughs) not related I really do want um turtles in a half chub unrelated unrelated Unrelated. (laughs) I do I almost the other thing I would love is if the cloth of 
Arduero is still on the loose so that we can maybe get Barbara to write a sequel Mm. because I've loved Mm. this so much. Agree. Wow. Even better. Speaking of Eeyore in eighth grade, which seems quite old for this now that I reflect back, I had this killer reversible Eeyore jacket I used to wear to school all the time. No, that's about when we were wearing that kind of stuff. Were we wearing that? Because I had a, it was hunter green with Eeyore stitched on the back. On the inside, it was gray like jersey material and it was like a, a print of Eeyore in the inside. <laughs> I had a hood. Oh my. Were the sleeves denim or was it? No. Yeah. It was like hunter green and um, like a, not a windbreaker, but kind of in. Starter jacket? Starter jacket. Yeah. It was kind of in that vein. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the same year we, we went to Disney World. Sorry, I'm derailing really randomly right now. We went to Disney World and I... <laughs> My mom bought me an autograph book. This is so embarrassing. I don't know why I'm telling this story. (laughs) And she said that she was so embarrassed because I was, I was like five, eight in eighth grade. And I also was like 12 years old. I mean, but I was like, I look like an adult. She said that I was racing up to characters like that are just people dressed up as like Chip and Dale and Aladdin. And I was like cutting off five-year-olds to get their autographs. (laughs) And I have this whole autograph book of all these characters. It's like, Allie, those were just the people that were hired at the park that day. She's like, "You, you were so committed to getting every character's autograph. And I have this whole book of vintage <laughs> Disney autographs that could be worth a pretty penny. You have it still? Yeah. Allie, you're someone who doesn't keep anything. I know. My mom saved that. it because she said it's so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. And she thinks about how she said I was so uncomfortable when you were running up to these characters like an adult. This is like someday Ooh. you're going to be on The Amazing Race and we'll cut back to that and we'll be like, she's made for this. Like It does make sense that you are competitive. It does. Very much lines up with who I've become as a 38-year-old. Okay. Well, on that note. (laughs) That was so on topic. (laughs) Now I feel keyed up. Move it. Move it, Dumbo. That's my turn. Push as a kid. Speaking of characters. What a foreplay. All right. Well, I'm uh, bringing us home, so let's do this. Take it away. Two pints of ice cream later, the two were seated on Loki's oversized couch. Wanda in an oversized t-shirt and shorts and Loki in green silk pajamas, because of course he was. <laughs> Had it not been for her magic, she might be wearing a pair of those ridiculous pajamas as well. She laughed quietly to herself. She looked up in surprise as Family Guy began to play on television. Peter! <gasps> Peter Parker! Peter Parker! Oh my God! <laughs> Barbara did that just for us. I know it. She must have. What if the black cloth is on the episode of Family Oh, my God. That's the twist. Full pivot. Oh, yeah. We do need the black cloth to enter. Well, maybe they just entered Family Guy. They just ended up watching a porno together. Oh, God. Oh, be a twist. Okay. Giggity. (laughs) Giggity, giggity, giggity. (laughs) Really? She asked. I didn't take you for an adult animation type. Ah, there's a lot you don't know about me. I'm a bit of an enigma, he replied, only slightly teasing. She smiled and they both went back to eating their ice cream and watching TV. What kind of ice cream do you think they're eating? Loki would obviously be doing like a uh, mint, a mint chocolate chip because mm. he's mm. green. Green, yeah. 
Everything green. Pistachio? Pistachio is underrated. That is chaos. That is the absolute god of chaos if he's just sitting there <laughs> chunking down some pistachio. So that I that wins for sure. Wait a minute. Pistachio is my favorite ice cream. Do you guys think that that's not a good flavor? Pistachio is a red flag ice cream. No. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. We are seeing these signs every day, oh Lindsay. My God. Allie, oh. that is only for people over the age of 80. You don't start to even like pistachio ice cream until you're in a senior citizen home. And that's because I- pistachios were new to them 75 years ago. <laughs> I want to hear from our listeners. Who else likes pistachio ice cream? Oh. I bet 85% or more. Huge fans. 85 85- if I know our listeners, <laughs> we got a huge <laughs> pistachio cluster in this group. Wow. Where are my pistachios? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want a pistachio ride? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> At some point, Loki had summoned a large blanket, offering her some. She didn't even think twice and cozied under the blanket. It was incredibly soft. She sighed in contentment. Relaxing, she felt her leg fall to rest against his, and she stiffened for a moment. And so did he. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't pull away or acknowledge it, so she left it there, relaxing further. She spoke suddenly. Do you really think I'm the most attractive person out of all the people we were with tonight? I mean, come on, Natasha. She's absolutely a bombshell. Loki looked over at her surprised. Of course I do. Natasha is beautiful. I'll give you that. But her beauty is no comparison to yours. Hers is very practiced and precise. She spent years learning to use it to her advantage. You're different. Yours is more natural. You don't have to try. She flushed a little, looking down, afraid to meet his eyes. Loki put a finger under her chin and raised her gaze to his. Wanda, you are, without a doubt, the most beautiful woman I've ever set my eyes on. You got game. Dang. (laughs) I blame it on the pistachio ice cream. (laughs) It's an aphrodisiac. (laughs) (laughs) They sat there, frozen for a moment, both afraid to breathe. Suddenly their lips crashed together and he was lying her back onto the couch. She didn't know which one of them moved first or maybe they moved at the same time. It didn't matter. The only thing that mattered were his lips on hers and the way he was making her feel right now. She put her hand behind his head, tangling her fingers in his hair and pulling him closer. She needed this. She needed him. Their kiss deepening. It was as if they were each trying to devour each other. (laughs) Loki pulled back from her, body above hers, looking down at her. He watched her face as he slowly moved his hands up under her shirt. He watched as her eyes rolled back and she arched up towards him. As his hands cupped her breast, squeezing her nipple between two of his fingers, he nuzzled his face into her neck, kissing her softly as he continued to manipulate her breast and stimulate her nipple. She began moaning softly and he gently bit her neck, pulling a slightly louder moan from her. He sat up and removed her shirt. God, she was beautiful. She laid back down on the couch and pulled him back to her, pressing her lips against his. He used his other hand and began his ministrations once more, but this time on the other breast. Thank God. Equal nipples. It didn't take long, and she was moaning into his mouth. He moved from her, and she let out a small, silent protest, which quickly changed to more moaning as he kissed his way down her body, running his tongue around each nipple and making them stiffen, more than they already were. Down and down, her stomach flipped a little when he made it to her belly button, moving lower, anxiously waiting to feel his tongue on her most sensitive parts. Her belly button ring. (laughs) (laughs) The butterfly. That's my erogenous sound. I did have a dangly butterfly. (laughs) Before he made it there, though, he stopped and sat back on his heels. I think we should move this to the bed. I want you to be more comfortable and for you to enjoy this as much as possible. 
I was enjoying myself just fine until you stopped, she pouted at him. He smirked and held out his hand. Come on. Wanda laid back against the silk sheets, watching Loki disrobe. She would have never guessed that such a fit physique had been hidden under all those clothes. He looked delectable. Walking towards the bed, he stopped, noticing a strip of black cloth on the nightstand. (gasps) Is this yours? He asked her. She reached out, taking it from him. No, she replied. But it looks like one of the relics that Strange has at his house. I believe he called it the cloth of a duero. I wonder, she trailed off as she tied the cloth around her thigh. The change was immediate and intense. The feeling in her body muted, but the effects of alcohol seemed to vanish. Muted but clear-headed, she stared at Loki as the magic washed over him as well. She could see the lust in his eyes deepen. He swiftly moved to the bed, taking his place between her legs and lowering his face. She was glistening with arousal. He looked up at the length of her body, watching her shudder as he slowly began to lick her sex, sliding his tongue up and down her slit and watching the small jilts as he moved it across her clit. He began to slowly increase his rhythm and her cries grew louder. She began to grind against him, weaving her fingers in his hair and pulling his face hard against her pussy. Even with the sensations lessened, she still felt as if she were about to come, but she wasn't ready. She remembered the stories about the cloth. She wanted to save it. She pushed him back. Hey, Steven, what's that little cloth in that frame amongst all these 25 million objects you have here? <laughs> oh, that one makes it so I can't come? Noted. Noted. I'll be remembering that for later. Oh, that, that one can travel between spaceships? Okay, but that one represses my orgasm? Hmm, hmm. interesting. I'll remember that. Something for everybody here, yeah. I love the most dull object in his collection jumped out at her. <laughs> It must have some like brilliant design on it. You know, a black cloth, but like, like a stitching, like an etching in gold stitch. <laughs> she pushed him back. He sat back on his heels, a sheen of fluid around his mouth. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a pistachio. That's, that's a pistachio. Yeah, that. It's a pistachio. <laughs> 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 Who wants a pistachio ride? <laughs> uh, uh, I think you've got a pistachio. <laughs> you, you got a little pistachio on your upper lip. Got Clint? Could the ad be got clit? <laughs> got clit and it's a pustache. <laughs> <laughs> that does feel like what we should call the the mustache that Miles Teller wears in the new Top Gun. That's a pustache yeah, too. Just because girls like love it. Yeah. Uh, carry on. Time for me to return the favor, she said. As they swapped positions and he began to fall back onto the pillow, she raised her hand, a soft red glow emanating from it. Loki's long black hair suddenly became even longer and thicker. <laughs> it's like, uh, remember that doll where the hair used to grow? Lens used to crank its you arm. Crank her arm. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, what was she called? Because then you could like fake cut it. Oh my gosh. Baby grow. It's like, it was, no, it was you're, like, you're thinking of like the one where the baby would like eat things and go to the bathroom. Yeah, I was I had like, that baby one. no more or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out, but that's. Yeah, okay. When he looked down at his body, he was missing a key part that he had grown quite fond of. Instead, he found himself staring down at a pair of ample breasts and a new vagina. What in the... He began, I told you I wanted to return the favor. Oral as a woman is much better. Let me show you. It'll be an experience you'll never forget, she said. He stared at her for a moment and then nodded in agreement. Still looking a little unsure, all feelings of uncertainty vanished as she pressed her mouth against his vagina and began to do small circles with her tongue around his clit, getting close but never quite touching it. He began to writhe beneath her, his breasts heaving. He moaned and realized his voice had changed too. 
He was too far gone to care, though. It felt better than he could have ever imagined. Wanda reached up, grabbing his breast, squeezing gently. She grabbed both nipples, twisting them between her fingers as she finally allowed her tongue to go over his clit. He cried out in pleasure. She smiled against him as he grabbed her head, trying to pull her closer like she had done to him. She let him ride her face a bit before pulling him back. Now close your eyes, she said. He looked up at her skeptically. Just do it, she said. I didn't lie about oral, did I? I'm about to show you something just as good. Trust me. Loki reluctantly obeyed, closing his beautiful green eyes. Wanda waved her hand, pulling a strapless strap on, seemingly from thin air. She inserted the smaller end into herself and positioned the other at his opening. His eyes shut up at the feeling. She leaned down and kissed him. Just relax, she breathed. She reached down, pressing the button to turn on the vibrations. She slid into him and he cried out. She stopped and looked down at him. Are you okay? He nodded, breathing heavily. This feels so fucking good, he said. Is it like this every time? She smiled. Not every time. Only when you're with someone who knows what they're doing. She laughed softly and then began to move against him. Is this our first strap-on? I don't think we've had a strap-on before. I don't think we have. Unless, did we have one with Ginny and Luna? No, we didn't have that. We've definitely had some sort of strap on sometime. I don't remember for some reason. All right. I feel like we've had dildos, but I don't think we've had strap ons. Yeah, I think this is new. Loki was riding Wanda's face, and I was like, I know that there's definitely horses in mythology. So, a centaur? Yeah. I did look that uh, Schleipner is the horse (laughs) that I believe Loki and another horse, Schwalfari, gave birth to. Oh, so so Loki assumed a horse form. Wanda's face is like Shvalfari. Yeah, it's crazy. This all is making sense to me. Is it? Well, Loki's very fluid in terms yeah. of gender, sexual orientation. So this is perfect for this character. I love it. It's great. Yeah, Shvalfari <laughs> uh, is a stallion that fathered the eight-legged horse Shlepnir with Loki, <laughs> and Shvalfari is unlucky traveler. Just like the black cloth. True. Oh, there it is. So do you think we're going to have any baby mama drama with the horse? If we don't get a spider horse out of this, <laughs> I don't want to keep going. Honestly. If if Wanda doesn't puke up a spider horse, then I'm not sure what's happening here. Then Barbara, <laughs> and, you've been a huge disappointment to us. <laughs> then I will be writing season 21 point B, the eight-legged horse. So stay tuned. Please do. Octopussy. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Not every time. Only when you're with someone who knows what they're doing. She laughed softly and then began to move against him, moving slowly at first, watching him sigh in pleasure as he reached up and began to fondle his new breasts. She began moving faster, getting lost in it. The vibration and the vision of him... Oh, vision triggered. (laughs) She just starts sighing. (laughs) (laughs) The vibration and the vision of him touching himself was almost too much for her. The speed and intensity increased, both of their moans mixing together as their orgasms began to build. Right before spilling over the edge, Wanda reached down, pulling the cloth free. So it also stifles his orgasm, right? It kind of works with everyone in the scenario. I mean, I think only with these two, it seems like. Okay, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe because they're more magical? They both screamed in pleasure as they orgasmed simultaneously, their bodies clenching around the dildo. The vibrations almost too much. It lasted for what felt like an hour, but in reality could have only been a few minutes. Shuddering, twitching, moaning, Wanda pulled out of him and waved her hand, watching as his skin rippled and flowed back to a man. The strap-on suddenly gone as well. How was it? She asked. More amazing than I could have ever imagined. That was intense. A bit different, but very, very good. 
He answered her. She smiled. Good. Maybe we can do it again sometime. I will say that that wasn't our, we've definitely had a strap on our dildo before, but I don't think we've ever had a double-sided one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Double-edged. I don't think I even realized that was double-sided just now. So thank you for clarifying. If there were six more dildos, we could have called it Shven. <laughs> Shvengali? Is that what it is? Shvelfari. Shvelfari. Yeah. Shvelfari. The eight-legged dildo. <laughs> Danny. Uh, Octo. I would like that very much, he said. What about the cloth? What did you call it? The cloth of a duero? Yes, she exclaimed, hurriedly picking it up from the floor. I don't know how it made it over here, but that's definitely what it is. I bet Stephen is losing his mind looking for it. Those artifacts are his life. She held onto it, climbing into bed with Loki. Grabbing her phone, she sent a text to Stephen. No sooner had she sent the text, it's such a Stephen. Non magical ending. I know. It's like, bro, are you missing no. your cloth? Uh-huh. To go full circle, this is the call that Allie got from the friend who found her phone in the game. <laughs> like, like the fact that the cloth of Arduero. Ended up with Wanda, like, back it in is. the Cinematic Universe of Marvel. Amazing. Is amazing. Like, yeah, the odds are about the same, right? It's like the cloth getting into the next cab. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Stephen Strange. <laughs> no sooner had she sent the text, Stephen stepped out of a portal and into the room. Wanda quickly oh. pulling the blanket up to cover herself. Where is it? Stephen demanded, unfazed by their nudity or the smell of sex still in the air. Ah. I didn't think you'd come right this second. Wanda said, here, geez, she said, handing it over. Thanks, Stephen replied, walking back through the portal, never giving them a second look. Well, that was odd, Loki said. Yeah, replied Wanda. Sorry, I really didn't think he'd portal in here like that. Loki shrugged and wrapped his arms around her. Well, he's gone now, he said. Sleep, he asked. She nodded, smiling, and snuggled against him. She slept soundly and through the night, the best sleep she'd had in a long time. It really feels like the key to a good night's sleep is the cloth of a duero. <laughs> Everyone is so soundfully rested after their escapades. Okay, we need a, a deet dupe. Oh, yeah. I don't remember our deet dupes from this season. We did like a weird orc last time. So we can just oh, make yeah. one up for this one. You can do a portal sound. We're a horse. Oh, Danny, bray like a horse. <gasps> That's a gallop. <laughs> Perfect. Great. <laughs> what a transition. Wong, shouted Stephen. I've got it back. I've got it. It's back. You can stop freaking out now. I don't know how, but it ended up with Wanda and Loki. You know, I never would have picked them as a pair, but I suppose the cloth does work in mysterious ways. Wong walked around the corner as Stephen rambled on. I just don't understand how they ended up with it when it was originally with Draco and Hermione. You think its powers are growing? Maybe we should fortify its container. We can't have it running rampant through the realms. Do you think they're going to hook up as like a last hookup? I hope. The tension has been palpable. Also, just to just to backtrack, Strange took it out of its entrapment for Draco. Is that right? And then it got loose? Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's his fault. Yeah, this guy accepts no responsibility. Gotta work on this. Stephen and Wong worked together fortifying the spells on the case that held the cloth, even adding in the quantum lock to keep it within the plane of existence. Hmm. Yeah, it is really. I feel like he's trying to bluff in front of Wong because really he's, like, he's the reason this thing is loose. And he's just get out there. And you're like, because of your hookup. Yeah. This case is faulty. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after several hours of research, arguing, and spell work, the two men headed to bed, the cloth of Arduero safely back in its case. As Stephen closed his bedroom door and climbed into bed, an orange glow began to admit from beneath <gasps> the cloth. Yeah, there you go. 
And despite all of their hard work, it was once again off to find another couple in need of its magic. The, the end, end of the- Oh my oh, God, we got a cliffhanger. Oh, we- it's what I hoped. It's what I hoped. Oh, we are primed for another season of this. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, the clock. We need it. <gasps> okay, let's do it. <sighs> when the season ends, check your underpants is your- Cloth on or off. off. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I mean, up. Up for the season, up for the episode, up for Wanda and Loki, up for the fact that this is a cliffhanger and we absolutely can do another season of this. Oh, my Lord. Perfect ending. Perfection. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I'm up, 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 and away. My strap-on is locked and loaded. It's double penetrating. It's through the roof. <laughs> it's, wow. I loved it. I do love Loki and Wanda together. That's really fun. Same. I've loved every single couple. I've loved that this, like, rascal black cloth is on the loose to get loose. Cannot be contained. Yeah. Much like love. Uh-huh. I love it. Danny. All the way up, I loved in this episode. I mean, we know that Loki can shapeshift, so, like, to get to experience that was amazing. I love this, like, mischievous little black pirate cloth that has just been going around collecting DNA <laughs> throughout all of the realms. Wow. Uh, I'm just picturing them being like, here you go. It's got, like, one very long gray, one curly red, you know, from... <laughs> Gimli. Oh my gosh. Just a little blood from the Witcher. <laughs> Yikes. It's like the cloth's own little Disney autograph book. It is. But with pubes. <laughs> with pubes. Barbara, this story was so much fun. And I also loved, because I, I think, you know, we only get typically that first moment at the start of a season, right? When we like introduce the ship and then, you know, we have to like be coy. I felt like we just kept getting that surprise mm. and to see everybody say, oh, I was so excited when I found out it was this one. So just such a whirlwind for an amazing 21st birthday. Mm. It was mm. so good. Yeah, we've made it to page 21. Ugh. Lindsay's bombed. We did it. We did make it to page 21, Lindsay. <laughs> we did. Oh my gosh, yes. I was like, I went to look at the Google Doc. I was like, that's 36 pages in here. <laughs> 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 um, next season, season 22 in year 22 mm. is almost like a golden season. Wow. It's our golden season. Whoa. So unless next season we make it like a seven month season, I'm just kidding. This could be our like one big golden season chance. Next time we're only making gold jokes. So we're going to take a little break as we usually do, but we're going to post some fun stories to Patreon. So If you want to keep your whistle wet, you can check that over there. And stay tuned for season 22. We're doing some digging and exploring. Mm -hmm. What else? Anything else? Stay tuned for the voicemails. Yeah, at the end of this episode. Yeah, thanks again to Barbara. Thanks to everyone who played. I'm sure we'll have the winner of Music League to announce on social. We haven't talked about that. Uh -uh. I mean, I just, the only thing I'll say is I'm tied for second place right now. So I think- That's great. I think what we're seeing is that I'm just a winner no matter what season we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) She found her game, folks. She found her game. Wow. My self-esteem is skyrocketing. Yeah, I was looking at the almost final standings. Joyce is in the lead. Obviously, Allie in second place. But a close third is Roz, Michaela, Philippa. We got some strong scores this season. It's anyone's game at this moment, so. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You will announce the winner on social. Except for ours. Yeah, I forgot to play. Duds. <sighs> you guys remember who the fun one is. Listen. Allie Lefever. You try playing <laughs> when you're planning and having a oh, wedding and a honeymoon. I don't okay? want to hear it. <laughs> oh, God. It takes four seconds to enter a song. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, anyway, this was an awesome season. <laughs> and on that note, on that high note for me and low note for them. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Love ya. Love ya. <laughs> okay, I am driving, so I could not stop to find your voicemail number and all that. So I'm just using my Siri to be safe about this, but I had to stop. I had to press pause on this week's episode. Uh, You guys are talking about 21st birthdays and Allie says that during the time she was dating a pro bowler. Okay. Not me sitting here going, holy crap. She was dating an NFL star. Someone good enough to go to the pro bowl. Holy, has she not told us about this before? How are we just now learning it? I mean, I, like, I didn't think I could, like, be more impressed with you guys at all. But then that just upped it. And so, (laughs) I'm Rolodexing the early 2000s football stars. Like, who could it be? And then she says, bowling. She means, like, someone who professionally bowls. dose of bonkers entertainment join our patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action for a regular hookup make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen and if we've left you satisfied ew leave a five-star review or higher for updates merch or to submit a story visit fangasmpodcast.com and thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. 
Once you're in, <laughs> check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 